Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. page. 
And you can now email us at a word from God three at AOL dot com. Check out our ad costs and our advertisement page on our website if you would like to have your church event or business announced on the air. And if you're an up and coming artist and you would like to have your C D played on a word from God, please go to our site for instructions or email me at a word from God three at AOL.com. Also, my new CD, Secrets, is now on sale for $15 for a uh, a two-disc CD. And I have a new CD coming out in April called The End of Times, where I'll be talking about the rapture, the Bema Seat Judgment, the marriage of the Lamb, the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist, and much, much more. I will be opening up the phone lines a little later, but first I would just like to get our announcements out of the way. And that is, please visit Lady Be Lovely Fashions um, website. At Lady Be Lovely, we carry women's church suits, business suits, usher and choir uniforms, jewelry hats, cologne, and various other merchandise, all at affordable pricing. Lady Be Lovely Fashions website is called ladybelovelyfashions.web.com. And also on my blog, talkradio.com slash a word from God page, I ask that you will check out all of my affiliate links. There is one called Blood Pressure Awareness, where you can learn about high blood pressure, eating right, changing your lifestyle, and that dreaded word, exercising. Changing your lifestyle can add years to your life. So visit all of our links. And also on tomorrow night at 8 o'clock on blogtalkradio.com, my husband's new show called Business is Health will be airing. So go to blogtalkradio.com slash business is health. Well, as you notice, I was kind of rushing through things here because I have two very wonderful special guests on the on the show with me tonight who I have known for about seven years. And they are truly an anointed couple, full of wisdom, awesome teachers, and powerful and dynamic preachers of the Word of God. They not only serve their church, but they serve their community as well. They pastor a wonderful church where the love of God is shown every time the doors are open. That church is called Dayspring Family Church in Irving, Texas. The pastors of that church are my own pastors. They are Bishop Kevin and Pastor, excuse me, Sonia Dickerson. There are three beautiful children, Kevin, Cherise, and Faith. They call them mom and dad. But to some, they are our spiritual mother and our spiritual father. But we just call them bishop and pastor. We love and highly respect them as the shepherds and the angels of the house at Dayspring Family Church. They have been married for about 28 years. Bishop Dickerson has been in the ministry since about age 27. Pastor Sonia has been in the ministry since about age 16. Bishop every year writes a wonderful prayer and fasting journal for us during our church call Fast and Prayer that blesses us and helps us to grow daily in the Word of God. And Bishop also has many awesome and anointed preaching and teaching CDs, as they will share that with you later on. 
Pastor Sonia has written a book called Women in Ministry. She's also known for her beautiful, angelic, and anointed voice. Her voice brings healing, comfort, peace, and breakthrough to the hearer. She has several uh, anointed musical CDs, the latest of which is called uh, Continual Praise, and you'll be hearing some of that music tonight. That was my opening song this evening, and so we want you to be blessed by her music on this evening. She also has powerful preaching CDs as well. So I would like to present to some introduce and to introduce to others my very own Bishop Kevin and Pastor Sonia Dickerson. I like to call them the dynamic duo. So hello, Bishop and Pastor. How are you on this evening? We're doing wonderful. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I've been looking forward to this day for quite some time. It's a blessing and it's an honor to have the two of you on the show tonight. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your prayers, your love, and for your support. Thank you so much for having us. We love you so much, sister, and we are excited uh, to be uh, talking with you on this evening. We really see how the hand of God is on your life and how he's using you, and we're excited about that. Oh, praise God. Well, I want everybody to know uh, about Dayspring's. It is such a wonderful church, and I kind of found it. I, I, I was looking for a church, and I was at work one day, and I was helping a lady with a dress, and she said she was looking for something for church, and I said, oh, where do you go to church? I'm new here, and I'm looking for a church home. And she told me about a church up the street uh, called Day Springs, and and so I I went and I visited, and I I just automatically was Women's Day. What a great time for me to go, my first time. And I heard you, Pastor, uh, preaching and singing, and then the next Sunday, Bishop, I couldn't wait to hear you, and and then after you got through, I just wanted to just run up, of course, which I did, and I joined. And I want the world to know this is an awesome church. It is a blessed church. It is so full of love. And that was the one thing that drew me in was the love of God that is so uh, prevalent in that church. I mean, it is so unreal. And, And people, there are a lot of churches that don't have that kind of love. And, and I just want to know from the two of you, um, how does that happen? I mean, there are a lot of churches that don't show that kind of love, but the two of you just exude love. Well, praise the Lord. You know, I, it happens because God is love. Amen. And, and when you really allow God to be at the center of everything that you're doing, uh, he directs you to love one another. You know, mm-hmm. uh Jesus told us to love our neighbor as ourselves, and so right. if you're going to find love anywhere, it certainly should be in the house of the Lord. And so uh, we we work hard to make sure that it is that the church is a loving place, and we just invite uh, anyone who is listening to come and join us at Day Spring Family Church. Uh, we're really conveniently located at 618 North Beltline Road. There in Irving, we're only a mile south of Irving Mall, and uh, we have a, a, a plethora of services that are 
available uh, to all age groups, and we meet at 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock on Sundays as well as Wednesday nights at 7. And so we do encourage uh, people to come. We take the word family in our name very seriously. Amen. We are Dayspring Family Church, and we work hard to be family for one another. And Amen. you're part of that family, and we're glad about it. Amen. Praise God. Well, Bishop, I have a question for you. One yes, thing ma'am. I've noticed about you ever since I've been at Day Springs is that you are truly supportive of your wife. I mean, she's a very talented woman. Uh, God uses her in so many mighty ways. And a lot of men would be intimidated by that. But I just see you, and you just stand there, and you look at her, and you smile, and I just see the love beaming out of you for her. Can you tell yeah. me a little bit about how you do that? Well, I, I think the thing, number one, uh, my love for my wife is genuine. Yeah. Um, and number two, I, I think it's important for husbands and wives to recognize that, that God has blessed and gifted both of us. Yeah. And what we are to be, number one, as husband and wife, is be one. But yeah. also uh, we are to recognize the the giftings of each other. And as a, a husband, uh, my job is to support and encourage and uh, bless my wife to do all that God has really anointed and called her to do. Um, my job is husband, and mm-hmm. by definition, a husband, uh, the Bible definition is husband man, and uh, by definition it is literally meaning I am the gardener. And mm-hmm. as a gardener, a gardener, what he does is he, he plants and he uh, nurtures and he fertilizes and he guards mm-hmm. and protects whatever's in the garden so that it can uh, flourish to full bloom. My job as a husband is to do that exact same thing for my wife, and that is to recognize all the, the giftings and, and skills that God has endowed her with and to uh, encourage her to, uh, and uh, bless her and participate with her to help her uh, bloom to her full potential, uh, not only as a person, but since we're uh, uh, married and in ministry, uh, for her to bloom in every area that she has in ministry as well. And I believe that um, as she blooms and blossoms, uh, it's not only a blessing to her life, but then it's also a blessing uh, to my life. So as she grows in God and as she uh, accomplishes great things in ministry, it's uh, a personal blessing as well. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Now, Pastor, I look at you a lot of times at church, and I look at the way that you love your husband. And this is not the first time I know that you've heard that. But so many of the ladies at the church, we just, we look at you and we just, you know, we're, we're trying to be that type of wife, the, the type that really loves and honors her husband. And, I mean, every time I look at you, when I see you two together and you're looking at him, and it's like you two are falling in love all over again each and every day. How do you accomplish that? You know, I... I I just love him. I, I I wish I had a formula, mm-hmm. and 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 I but I really don't. I, I I love him the way God would really have me to love him. It's yeah. it's not it's, and it's not a, a perfection thing that you suddenly mm-hmm. attain. I just have mm-hmm. always asked God to let me 
let me love him the way God would want me to love him. And then mm-hmm. I've also always asked God to let me be for him what he needs me to be at, at right. any particular moment. Right. And I think that when you sincerely ask God that, he he does it. He does it. And and so it's a it's a wonderful thing. You know, if I had to just talk about practical things that I do, I study him. I work hard to know what he needs and when he needs it. I mm-hmm. I, I study what he likes. Um, I work hard to do what he likes. Um, we 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 make sure that we don't let anything come between our relationship, anything or anybody. Uh, come between our relationship, and uh, we really focus on making each other happy. I think that's the the largest uh, key element. Just just saying, you know, outside of pleasing God, right. uh, my life goal is is to make you happy. Right. And and when you do that, uh, it's a wonderful thing because you're making him happy. But it doesn't mean the uh, dissolution, if you will, of your dreams. And your aspirations. Quite the contrary, it gets it, it it gets you a a super ally who really wants to see things happen for you because you are being so nice to them and so Amen. kind to them. And and I think that um, I think that is the way God would would have things to be and have marriages marriages to be. Well, we have a phone call. So I'm going to go to the caller. If you hold on just one second, please. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. This is Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Hi. And how can we help you? Okay. (laughs) Am I I at the right number? (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Who am I speaking to? This is uh, Sister Becky. Okay, okay, Lady Becky. (laughs) I'm on the air. Yes, you are. I'm on. Okay. So did you have a question tonight? No, I'm just listening. Okay, okay. And how are you enjoying it so far? Oh, very well. Very, Uh very well. I am so impressed. Amen. I know who this Sheila is. This is my Sheila that I work with. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I am so impressed. Well, you you have right now a chance to ask two of the best people I know who have a great marriage something about marriage, so I would pick their brain right now. Well, ugh, I don't really have any questions as of right mm-hmm. now because I'm not married, so mm-hmm. I don't know, and I know I want to stay on topic, so I'm just going to listen. Okay, sweetheart. Well, thank you for calling. I appreciate it, Sheila. Uh, can I listen in? or I mean, I'm, this yes. is my first time calling, yeah, so just keep what I do on from the computer. here? Just keep uh-huh. listening on the computer. Okay, okay. All right, sweetie. Thank you. Okay, uh-huh, bye-bye. bye-bye. All right, praise God. That's our first caller, and our phone lines are now open. And please feel free to call us at 1-818-475-9229. Again, that number is 1-818-475-9229. Now, Pastor and Bishop, I had one more question for you before I let you guys go into what you're going to share on. But you two make marriage seem so easy. Now, is it or do you have to really work at it? Um, 
The way I spell marriage is W-O-R-K. Okay. Uh, marriage is is a blessing, and it's a blessing from God. Mm-hmm. And But for a marriage to be successful, it requires a husband and a wife uh, to make the commitment not only to be married, but they need to make the commitment to work at their marriage. And it's it's a constant effort. It's a constant monitoring of of our conduct and our behavior and, and ministering to one another to make certain that uh, we're doing all that we can uh, to not only uh, honor God in our marriage, but also to, to honor our spouse, uh, husband or wife, and then also to work to meet their needs uh, so that uh, the marriage can uh, be successful. But then also, um, in any marriage, there are peaks and valleys, there are challenges, there are sicknesses, there are financial issues, there are disagreements, there are all sorts of things that, that are going to occur. Uh, there are children that need to be raised. Uh, all of those things are part of marriage, and uh, from time to time, they're, they're challenges. But when a husband and wife are truly committed, and what I mean by committed is committed to the vows that they made on the day that they got married. When they're committed to making their marriage work, uh, God, will, God will help them navigate and make it through the, the daily uh, challenges that may occur um, in any marriage. And not only uh, work through those, those challenges, but also enjoy uh, the, life, the lifetime of marriage as husband and wife. And, uh, and I think, you know, once you are committed um, to the outside world, it, it really does look like it's, it's easy because you're, you're so sincere, uh, you're so much in love, and you're so uh, caring about your spouse and meeting the needs of your spouse, and, and it, 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 it comes across as genuine love, and it really is. And what God has, has blessed our marriage with is that we're just really committed uh, to, to loving each other. We're also committed to learning about each other. We, we've been married nearly 29 years, and uh, we're, we're still learning, and we're still working to, to be a, a godly husband, a godly wife, and to be a godly representative uh, on the earth of what uh, a God-honoring marriage should look like. Amen. Well, we have another caller, so I'm going to go to this caller. Good evening. You're on the air. Hello. Good evening. You're on the air. Hello. You may need to push the number one. Hello. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. How are you? Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Okay. I didn't know if you could hear me okay. I want to remain unanimous, but I do want to ask a question okay. of um, Pastor Sonia and of Bishop uh, Dickerson. For the single parents that are waiting, can you hear me okay? Yes. Hello? I can hear you. Can you hear us? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. I'm just making sure. I, I didn't know... <laughs> It's coming out one way on radio, I guess, right. and then another way on my phone here. Okay. But I guess I wanted to check with um, Pastor Dickerson and uh, Bishop Dickerson, being that they are in a strong marriage. What, what what advice would they give to single mothers who are waiting and God has gifted them? So um, I have a serious question, I guess, because it's really strange that, 
God has gifted me in an area mm-hmm. that is a pursuit that I really can't take undergo myself as an individual. So what is but the it question that perfect. you have? It would work perfect in a ministry. If you'll hold mm-hmm. on, the question is, why would God place a person to be single and give them all these blessed ideas for something that would work wonderful for a couple like, you know, Bishop uh, Dickerson mm-hmm. and, and Pastor Sonia Dickerson, but yet this person mm-hmm. is a single person, but yet God is, is pursuing up on them bestowing upon them a gifted blessedness that could work wonderful in a ministry. Okay. Well, let's have them answer that question for you. If if I understand your your question correctly, um, if I I understand it correctly, uh, you're you're suggesting that uh, uh, you're equipped to work to serve in a ministry or do a ministry that is designed for uh, married uh, uh, couples in a church, but yet you're single. Is that is do I am I understanding you correctly? That's that's it. It's like okay, God is bestowing upon me an idea that really can't work for me as a single individual. It can because we just heard a wonderful message today about the possibilities of God. Now you have to ask. It's ask the impossible. But um, this this situation, to me, works better in a ministry. I mean, even, you know, the the outcome of it would work better in a ministry than it would to be bestowed upon a single individual. Okay. Okay. I I, I guess I'm, I'm still a little bit unclear, but um, whatever, whatever the, the uh, gifting you have or ministry that you have, I think that you you offer it unto God and offer it uh, to your church, and if it's something that uh, they can use, then uh, they will. Uh, you know, because every church is different, and it, it depends on, I guess, the the uh, vision of the church and the direction that the church is going in. And so I think that's the key. But I I, I think the thing is, um, you also have to seek God and, and just make certain that what He has given you is is for this time and this season in your life. Because many times I think God gives us things that um, uh, he may want us to uh, function in or serve in, and it may not act exactly be at the time that he wants us to, to use it because he wants to develop us um, and uh, develop uh, the ministry that he has, the ministry gifting that he has uh, for us. Well, does that answer your uh, question, caller? Yes, it does. It does, and okay. definitely. I mean, because okay. you know, one thing you—I'm married to Jesus right now, mm-hmm. and so so what He gives to me comes from heaven. Nana, I was right mm-hmm. in the church service today in praise and worship at Daystream Family Church mm-hmm. in praise and worship, and He dropped in my spirit another design. And so I'm married to mm-hmm. Jesus, and He well, gives me the idea. So it's just like that's the pastor awesome. says. That I want to move in God's time and Amen. in His season, so that whatever this thing is that He wants me to do, Amen. it's not just—it's a blessing to the body of Christ Amen. and to the church. So Amen. thank you, thank, thank you. you. We Pastor. appreciate you calling. And, okay, and thank you guys for your time. All, All right. right, God bless God you. Bless thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, so if you have any more questions or 
things that you want to speak to our special guest about tonight, we ask that you call one eight one eight four seven five nine two two nine. We ask that you call about only call about what our topic is on tonight. Tonight's topic is on love, marriage, and the families. And we ask that you keep your questions and your comments short as others will be trying to call in as well. Before I have Bishop and Pastor to come uh, and actually get into the word or, or however they're going to share with us on this evening, I just want uh, you to hear one of our, our pastor's songs. It is called um, the Jesus Medley. As I was thinking this morning on what song I wanted to use, Bishop, you used in your service, in your sermon today, Tis So Sweet to Trust, trust in Jesus, and I said that is the perfect song. So we're just going to listen to uh, Pastor Sonia as she shares this word, this beautiful song on this evening. Amen. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take him
the altar, a visible transaction is actually taking place. The, the groom and the bride are moving toward establishing a new home. The groom is moving to become the provider, the new provider, protector, and nurturer, and he becomes the new number one man in the bride's life. And the ceremony uh, begins, and it begins with a prayer or a song, and the minister gives uh, words of instruction to the couple, or he gives a marital charge. Then the minister will ask a question, and he'll ask this question. He'll say, who gives this woman uh, to be married, or who gives this woman to this man? And the father will say, or the mother and father will say, uh, we do. And as soon as they say that, they're asked to be seated. And what that is, is the pastor is giving a symbolic gesture by by uh, asking him to be seated. He's really saying that uh, their job uh, is done. And the leaving of the father of the mo- and the mother is the beginning of oneness in marriage. It's the beginning of establishing a, a new life, a new home, um, a new way of doing things together as husband and wife. And, and this union between the husband and wife becomes the new uh, number one, new primary relationship. Uh, we still love our parents. We still love our extended family, but they now must take the second position in our lives because the husband and wife are now building and establishing a new life of their own. That means you are, are now more responsible uh, and accountable to your spouse than you are to your parents and, and other family members and even friends. And I believe that many marital problems can be eliminated and avoided when we keep uh, parents and family and friends uh, out of the day-to-day uh, workings of our marriage because what what God has established that he wants that new uh, relationship, that husband and wife uh, relationship to be the new primary relationship uh, in their lives. And uh, not only should there be severance in marriage, but there also needs to be permanence in marriage. Uh, we leave father and mother and we cleave to our wives. That means that we are to 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 cleave means to be stuck to or to be glued to and to make a permanent uh, bond. Marriage was created by God not to be a temporary arrangement. It was created by God uh, not to, uh, as soon as things get difficult, to, to walk out. But God created marriage to be permanent, meaning that it's it, God's best, God's plan, uh, God's goal in marriage is that it's supposed to be one man and one woman joined together in holy matrimony, and that union is to take place and exist for the life of the marriage. In the marriage vows, usually they, the, the husband and wife, they vow to each other, I promise to love, honor, and cherish, and do other things in marriage, and to do so until God, by death, shall separate us. And so... That's God's plan for marriage, and the marriage vows literally say until death do us part. That means the husband is really saying as long as my heart beats, or the wife is saying as long as my heart beats, I'll be your husband or wife. Now, when we make those vows, it's not only a promise to each other, but it's also a promise to God. And unfortunately, many couples are getting married, and they're sticking and sticking together is the farthest thing from their minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really isn't, marriage isn't viewed as a, a priority to them, a priority or a permanent arrangement. The vows of permanence uh, have seemingly been written, rewritten. Till death do us part has been written to say as long as there are no problems, mm-hmm. or to death do us part has been rewritten to say as long as we agree on everything, or as long as there are no layoffs or financial setbacks, as long as you don't make me mad, we'll stay together. Mm-hmm. But as 
or as there is no other violation of these uh, rules of marriage or the, the plan of marriage, then we'll stay marriage. But that's not a marriage of permanence. That's a marriage that, that is of convenience. That is a, a Velcro marriage, if I could say it that way. Uh, you can uh, attach and detach yourself whenever you choose or whenever you get ready. Uh, that's not a marriage of permanence. That's, that's a temporary marriage. And uh, the, you liken the institution of marriage uh, to uh, cause you to have your, your freedom whenever you desire and you're, you're still able to do whatever you please. But what most people are looking for in marriage is uh, the June and Ward Cleaver approach of marriage, or they're looking for uh, the Cliff and, and Claire Huxtable approach of marriage uh, that you see on the Cosby Show. And those are TV marriages. Uh, but in real life, uh, husbands and wives will not always agree. Um, the money may get short sometimes. Our lives may change drastically by illness. But it does not mean that our marriages still can't be permanent. At the altar, we promise to love, we promise to comfort, honor, and, and stay together in sickness and in health for richer or for poorer, for better or for worse, in sadness and in joy, uh, to love and to cherish and forsaking all others as long as we both shall live. These vows that we make are, are not a, a pipe dream. They can happen when a husband and wife commit to working their issues out instead of immediately walking out. And God says that we can have this marriage where it is a husband and wife uh, living together and loving each other for the balance of their days. Not only should a marriage be a marriage of severance and a marriage of permanence, but this text says that there should be unity in our marriages. And it says that, and they shall become one flesh. And the two shall becoming one, as other translations say, uh, reads that they will become one flesh, suggesting that it is a process for two people to become one. It is a process for two people with two different upbringings, two different lifestyles and viewpoints and personal desires and aspirations uh, to become one flesh. Becoming one flesh does not happen overnight. It is a process that takes that, that starts when a, a couple gets married and continues as they live their lives together as husband and wife. Over time, they will learn how to disagree agreeably. They will learn how to argue fair, fairly. They will learn how to pray together. They will learn how to plan the future together. They will learn how to budget and share money. They will learn how to, to love each other. But this unity, this oneness in marriage uh, happens as we share the events of our lives with each other, both the good and the bad. And it doesn't happen automatically See, because unity and uniformity are not the same. Right. Uniformity is everything is the same. Unity is when we learn how to work together despite our differences. As a matter of fact, God created uh, man and woman different physically, physiologically, and emotionally so that our unique differences would be a help to each other. We, are, we were not created to be exactly alike, but when a husband and, and wives are united, they bring all that they have to the table to help make a healthy, stable, and lasting marriage. Mm -hmm. And we are to become one in everything. This is our marriage, and we're going to work together at making it work. This is our home, and we're going to we're going to work together to maintain it. This is our income, and we're going to work together to manage it, give some to God, save some for our future, and spend some on 
whatever it is that we need. Uh, this is our body, and we will use our body only to please each other. And if I can just uh, pause right there, uh, mm-hmm. we are to we have a, a an exclusive and uh, united personal relationship uh, with with each other, and so our our romantic lives are to uh, be an exclusive uh, relationship. Uh, for no one else but our spouses and uh, the children that God has given us, we're to work together to raise them in a God-honoring way, and we're both to be uh, desire to contribute and be willing to contribute 100% to the success of the marriage. Uh, many people believe that that marriage is a 50-50 proposition, but mm-hmm. if we're only uh, contributing 50% of all that we are to the marriage, uh, we're operating at half speed. We're operating at 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 half of our our ability to make the marriage successful. But if we're going to have a marriage that that honors God and blesses our lives and blesses our children and blesses those that 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 uh, see our marriage, we've got to give our marriage uh, ma- maximum effort. And it is the unity in marriage that uh, makes uh, the marriage not only stronger, but it's the unity in marriage that makes the marriage last. I've talked about severance in marriage. I've talked about permanence in marriage. I've talked about uh, unity in marriage. And lastly, I, I want to talk about uh, intimacy in marriage. And they were both naked, the Bible says, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Yes, Adam and Eve were both naked. They were unclothed. But it means more than just being unclothed. Mm-hmm. What it also means is that there's nothing that is hidden in this marriage. There's nothing uh, that we are ashamed of. They yeah. had done nothing wrong. There was no sense of guilt. They belonged to each other. Their bodies belonged to each other. And together, they belonged to God. There was nothing to hide. And, and so your marriage to your covenant partner, your, your husband and wife, is to be an open marriage, a marriage that has no secrets, mm-hmm. a marriage that has no hidden agendas, a marriage that that has no lies. It is it is literally to be intimacy, and I've heard it said that intimacy is into me see. That means it is in the safety and security of marriage, of the marriage covenant, that we feel free to reveal our nakedness, not only physically but emotionally and spiritually. Uh, we are to work uh, in harmony uh, together, and we are to contribute 100 uh, percent to our marriage and give uh, maximum effort to our marriage. And uh, not only intimacy is, is it relating to the closeness in marriage, but also intimacy in the sexual nature of marriage. God gave uh, a man to his wife and a wife to a husband, and they are to be exclusive sexual partners. And uh, and and when we are uh, that to our spouses, we, we really begin to understand uh, God's plan, not only for marriage, but also his plan for sex uh, in marriage. He's reserved sex for the, the framework or the covenant of, of marriage. And in that covenant of marriage, God says that the sexual union, the sexual relationship of a husband and wife, uh, it has a threefold purpose. Number one, it is for procreation. That means God created sex for it to be uh, 
an opportunity to replenish the earth. God wants us to have children, and part of his plan for sex is for us to replenish the earth and, and, and have and raise uh, wonderful and godly children. The Bible says that, that children are a heritage from him. They are literally a, a blessing from God. And the sexual union between a husband and wife is not only for procreation, but it is also for recreation, meaning that God has created sex to be enjoyed in the framework of, of marriage. And it is the, the husband's and wife's responsibility to not only uh, enjoy uh, their marital uh, sexual union, but to understand and and even inquire as to how they are to please each other sexually. Mm-hmm. And the Bible even says that the, the body of the man is not his own, but it belongs to the wife. The body of the wife is not her own, but it belongs to the husband. And it is their job to, to investigate and to talk about and communicate uh, how they are to satisfy uh, each other sexually. Um, so the the, the sexual union is is for procreation. It's for recreation. But I also believe that God uh, created sex, and one of the purposes for sex is actually for for protection. Meaning that as I maintain my sexual relations with my spouse, it also uh, creates an a situation where it builds a, a wall around our marriage where we will not have an opportunity or a desire to go outside the marriage for sexual satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And I think when we, we see this framework and operate and, and, and uh, uh, use our marriage or function in marriage uh, in the framework that God has given us in Scripture, not only will we have a wonderful marriage and a, a God-honoring marriage and a marriage that, that uh, truly will bless uh, us, as husband and wife, but also bless those that that we uh, come across, I think we'll begin to see uh, the oneness in marriage that God truly intended. And I don't know exactly who's listening today, but I I, I, I sense in my spirit that there are some marriages out there that are hurting. There are some marriages that are going through uh, difficulty. There are some marriages where where one one or both parties is even thinking or or considering throwing in the towel and and quitting and taking their marriage uh, to uh, divorce court. But I I I want to just say. Bring your, your, your marriage to Jesus. Bring your marriage uh, to God and allow him uh, to heal it. Allow him to, to uh, touch your marriage and to touch your heart and to begin to minister to you. Um, you don't have to uh, throw in the towel. You don't have to, to walk out, but, but work it out instead of walking out. Give God uh, all the hurts. Give God all the pain. Give God all the disappointment. Uh, give God a, a, a desire to uh, uh, work together and to uh, forgive each other, and I believe that God can really uh, bless your marriage and and bless it to uh, be a, a marriage that can be healed and and be a blessing to to you and to blessing to your spouse and a blessing uh, to those that that you encounter. And please, I I, I I literally implore you to to give this marriage a second chance to to give it to God and allow him to uh, heal the hurts and to uh, minister to you directly. And I just thank you, uh, uh, Sister Hagler, for giving us this space uh, just to talk about God's plan for marriage and to talk about uh, 
uh, what God intended for marriage and, and to just let the, the married couples out there uh, know what, what God's plan is and to let them know that there is hope for a hurting marriage and even to speak into the lives of, of those that are single that are contemplating uh, marriage. Uh, when you get married and you marry according to the plan of God, you can have a marriage that will be a blessing to your life. Thank Amen. you so much. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go ahead, Pastor. I was just saying hallelujah. I enjoyed that word. <laughs> hallelujah. That was an awesome word. I, you know, I, I, I've I, learned so much, you know, in the last couple of weeks from you, Bishop. You've been doing uh, a series on marriage uh, last on last Sunday before Valentine's, and then yeah. you had the uh, couple's luncheon. And it, it is so important. I had never heard how you had put it about protection, how a husband and wife should come together sexually as a way of protecting each other so that the spirit of adultery cannot come into uh, into that marriage. And I think a lot of people in that situation, uh, you know, they get mad at each other and they, they, they don't uh, uh, get together with each other. They use it as a weapon or whatever the case may be. And I liked how you put that, that uh, sexual relations with your partner, with your spouse, is a, a, a thing of protection. It Absolutely. It keeps you safe in your marriage. Uh, it, 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 it causes you not to go this way or go that way, but it just keeps you right there at home, and it keeps you safe. And I, I really appreciate it. I've never heard it put like that. You know that it keeps you safe because so many people have been caught up in that spirit of adultery. You know, right. and 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 it's hard for them to forgive themselves or to get out of that situation because they get involved with someone else. They bring in that spiritual soul tie. Uh, right. uh, it's hard for them to sometimes reconnect back to their spouse. But I think the scripture said there's not anything too hard for God even to put a broken marriage back together again. If the couple so say, you know, yes, you know, let's work this out, let's do this right, let's get back in there and let's do this. But I, right. I want to thank you for that uh, because I think that is so important. I think if people would look at it that way, mm-hmm. I think it would be less, less uh, uh, adultery. Going I, I, I I agree with you, and I, I think the thing is that what's really key is we, as husbands and wives, we have to take our, our marriage vows uh, seriously. Wow. And uh, God's intent for marriage is that um, in our marriage we have one sexual partner. Right. As, as a matter of fact, I, I, I actually view this, and, and I believe that, that our spouse is our El Shaddai blessing. Yes. Meaning that God, God, El Shaddai means God is more than enough. I believe that our, our our spouse is the enough. Meaning that our spouse is more than enough to satisfy us sexually, and we don't have to go outside the marriage for for any sort of pleasure, for any sort of uh, satisfaction, and and so it is our responsibility as a husband and wife uh, to maintain not only our marriage in the area of communication, the area of working together, the area of raising children, but also it is our responsibility to maintain uh, a satisfying sexual relationship. And I think when we do that, it 
it it it it knocks down that that spirit of adultery. It literally casts it mm-hmm. out of our home and our marriage uh, because that's not. It has no place in in a godly home. It has no place um, in a marriage. It's, it's against the plan of God. Mm-hmm. And and I think when we really work to maintain our marriage in every area. Um, it, it will be a God-honoring marriage, and specifically in the sexual union, it will be a, a marriage where we've got an exclusive sexual relationship and there is no um, uh, uh, friends on the side or, or uh, uh, extra uh, uh, marital relationships, even if, even if it's um, um, an emotional relationship. A lot of people, they, they try to redefine what adultery is. But adultery is, in in my uh, definition or in my view, it's any relationship uh, with another member of the outside, of uh, opposite sex that's outside of your marriage. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be a sexual um, adultery, but it also can be emotional adultery, where we are spending time or, or, or sharing our heart with another man or another woman that is not our spouse. Um, I think it... It is even a mental adultery where we are uh, uh, visiting uh, pornographic websites or we're, we're participating in uh, chat rooms uh, and we're talking to people that are uh, not our uh, spouse and we're sharing our intimate secrets uh, with people that are not connected to us. Uh, that, that is a form of adultery as well because we're giving of ourselves or we're viewing something that, uh, that uh, belongs to uh, another man's wife or another woman's husband, and, mm-hmm. so, uh, and we're receiving some sort of gratification, some sort of pleasure uh, from it. And so what we want to do by maintaining a healthy uh, sexual relationship is close the door on all of those other uh, potential things that can damage our marriage uh, and, and hurt the sec- the, not only the sexual union but, but our marriage in, in total. Yes, amen, amen. Now, Pastor, did you have something that you wanted to add to what Bishop was saying? You know, I just wanted to say that marriage works. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and it is still God's way. And I know that we're living in a time where many people are are just uh, choosing to live together without the benefit of marriage. Right. right. But um, I, I just I just want everyone that's listening to know that marriage is beautiful and your marriage can last if you will allow God to yes. be at the center of your marriage. Yes. You know, that's, yes. that's the key point. You know, our marriage is based upon, on, based upon God, yes. and uh, that's the best possible foundation you could have. I'm, I'm amazed in the media today how they try to redefine marriage yes. and how states are passing laws to redefine marriage and to um, adjust the marital union. And yes. the truth is you cannot redefine what you did not create in the Amen. first place. Amen. And, and so you have to take marriage to, back to the creator. Uh, there's a wonderful analogy that I, I heard a great preacher say, and uh, he said that you don't take a, a Cadillac to a Jeep hmm. deal. Yes. Because Jeep doesn't know what to do for a Cadillac. Right. But you take a Cadillac to the Cadillac dealer. Amen. I heard that and same so, preacher. 
yes. And and uh, we we take marriage back to the manufacturer because mm-hmm. he made marriage, he created mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. he knows everything about it. Amen. You know, and one thing that we discussed on last week, we had another uh, pastoral team that came on last week, and they were talking about friendship in a marriage. What would you what would you like to add to that, Pastor, on friendship, a husband and wife's friendship? Can we be friends uh, with our husband or be best friends with our wife, or or is it just that you know we're just married and that's it? Uh, and we take our friendship to our girlfriend or to our guy friends. What is your take on friendship in the marriage? You know, I think friendship is critical. I think you have to be friends. Otherwise, you're not probably not going to stay married. Mm-hmm. Very important that you are friends. Uh, God created your spouse for you, and mm-hmm. everything you need is in that spouse. Your best Amen. friend, your road dog, your homie, your running it's it's all in that spouse, and I think it's important that couples communicate on on levels other than just uh, sexually. The sexual portion is is critical, and uh, Bishop uh, discussed the fact that that it is a a a protection to be intimate with your spouse. Right. Uh, but that said, uh, you should also be able to go to a baseball game with your spouse, or right. to a baseball game, or um, out to bowl or, you know, just doing friend kind of things. Many times that's why spouses venture outside of the marriage because Mm -hmm. they're looking for that recreational uh, support for for the things that they like to do. And so it's important, uh, even if if it's a, a recreational area or something that you don't particularly like doing, Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, maybe you don't like this particular restaurant, but your spouse really does, or mm-hmm. you don't like this sporting event, but your spouse really does. Well, friends uh, give in. You know, they compromise, right. and they say, well, you know what, if you want to go there, I'll go just to hang out with you. Right. So it's right. very important uh, that spouses are friends. Amen, amen. And I, I think it is very, very important you know that you are friends with my husband is my best friend, and you know I like to hang out with him and pal around and and laugh and talk and joke around with him and play and you know i i I have other girlfriends you know that i I spend time with and talk to, but he's my best friend, you know, right. and I just think that is so important, and not only the fact that we love each other but we like each other, some Amen. people don't even like. Each other, they're married, but they don't like each other. But we like each other. You know, we like spending time. We like talking to each other. We like going for walks. You know, and and that that's very important to us that we just we like each other. We like our our company. You know, the company that we that we have with each other. Just what whatever walking uh, through where we live and just holding hands and talking or whatever. We like that. You know, and I think that a lot of people uh, need to even start liking their spouse. You know, we find so many diff- so many reasons why not to uh, be with our spouse, or why not, you know, to talk with our spouse. You know, he's not understanding, or she's not understanding. And I think that's one trick that the enemy uses uh, in marriage to get us to step outside of our marriage is that they don't understand. 
But I think if if a couple spends time communicating and talking and really letting the other person know, you know, how they really feel, I think it can say, I think just talking sometimes can really save you a, a lot of problems if you just sit down and you just talk. That's very true. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's important. You know, communication is just critical in any thriving relationship. Right. You know, that's marriage. That's in the workplace. That's uh, between uh, a father and his children or a mother and her children. Right. Uh, it's critical to, to have good, open communication. Right, right, right. And I just agree. Now, I wanted to ask you, too, because you, too, have raised some beautiful children. You have your son, Kevin, and you have your daughter, Sharice, and you have your youngest daughter, Faith. And I'm, they, they all work in the church. Uh, they're wonderful, wonderful kids. I mean, they're just, well, Kevin's not a kid. He's a grown man. <laughs> and Cherise is also a grown woman. But, I mean, they're just beautiful people to be around. And how did you uh, go about raising uh, healthy, vibrant children like that? Um, I, I think it starts um, with um, our own upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I, we were blessed, uh, both of us, mm-hmm. uh, to be raised in an intact family mm-hmm. uh, by uh, godly parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were raised, uh, both of us were raised in, in uh, strong Christian homes. Mm-hmm. And so we, we had an example of, of a mother and father before both of us. Uh, that taught us how to live um, and live in a home where there's peace and tranquility, live in a home where, where God is, is, is first, right. uh, live in a home where um, there was proper home training, uh, live in a home where there was discipline. Yeah. And, um, and so that's how we were raised. Mm-hmm. And, and so the principles, the godly principles that uh, our parents raised us uh, by are the same principles uh, that we um, – have used to govern our uh, parental life uh, mm-hmm. in raising our children. And the first thing that uh, we, di- that we I guess, would have to say that we discovered um, as parents or, or that I would like to say is uh, one of the key ways of, of raising uh, wonderful children, God-honoring children, is that uh, you live godly yourself mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's very difficult to impart to our children uh, something that we are not. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very difficult to impart to our children uh, guidelines and rules that we want them to live by, uh, godliness that we want them to, uh, uh, godly uh, uh, character traits that we want them to embody, and we don't possess them ourselves. Right. Uh, there's an old saying that says, do as I say, but not as I do. Uh, right. It's a very popular saying, but it do, it's not a saying that will uh, cause you to raise good children. What mm-hmm. children need is a model. What children need is an example. Uh, what children need is a pattern, and I believe it's in Deuteronomy 6. It says that uh, we are to teach our children and right. teach them when they 
are uh, getting up. Teach them when they lie down. Teach them when they are walking by the way, meaning that as a parent we are to take advantage of every teachable moment, take advantage of every opportunity uh, to raise them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. But that's in the middle of Deuteronomy 6. Uh, at the beginning of Deuteronomy 6, it talks about that we are, as parents, to uh, observe and do all the commandments of God, meaning that I cannot be an effective parent and raise good children if I am not obeying the word of God myself. It is, it is literally impossible uh, to uh, raise a, a, a child that, that, that not only honors us as parents but then honors God with their own lives if we're not a good example for them. And so I think it's incumbent upon all parents uh, to spend the time in uh, making certain that they're living godly, make certain that they're honoring God with their lives, uh, make certain that they are uh, a model that our children can follow. Uh, because the thing is, our children are going to pattern themselves after somebody. Mm-hmm. Our children are going to follow uh, someone at some point. And so if we know they're going to follow somebody, uh, let, it make, let us make certain that, that we're presenting the right example before mm-hmm. them so that they can uh, mimic and, and imitate uh, the godliness that exists in our own lives. Amen. Now, uh, Bishop Pastor, you are doing a, a series, I believe, on Bibles, at Bible study on Wednesday nights at the church on effective parenting, am I correct? Uh, yes, I, uh, yes, we're doing a Bible study series. Of, uh, the official title is uh, Godly Parenting. Okay. And uh, it just kind of talks about uh, the responsibilities and uh, the how-tos, if I, if I can say it that way, of being uh, a godly parent. Right, right. Now, I was there one night, and you were sharing about the uh, social networks like Facebook and um, some of the other social networks on the computer. And you said something that was very uh, important. Um, Like in my generation, we don't know a whole lot about computers. I mean, I can speak for myself. I don't know a lot about computers. Uh, My children are grown, of course. But uh, for parents who do have school-aged children, you did mention that we should uh, know about, you know, computers, find out everything we need to know, uh, how to block stuff, how to, um, uh, you know, get on Facebook, uh, have our kids' uh, passwords. I I have my oldest daughter uh, has five children, and Uh she has children on Facebook, but she knows everybody's passwords. She goes on there and checks things out. Uh, If there's something on there she doesn't like, she deletes it, or she'll shut it down, and she'll tell them you're not using uh, Facebook or MySpace or whatever it is until you, you know, get things right on here. And I think, you know, that is so important because our kids are being pulled in all kinds of directions now. When I was a kid, it was um, kind of like what you said, you know, you do as I say, you know, uh, even back in my day it was children are to be seen, you know, and not heard. That's right. And when my mother said, uh, you're going to church, there was no, mm, I, I'm not, I don't want, you know, because by the time I got I out of my mouth, I was laying on the floor, you know. So, <laughs> yes, so, I, I, mean, I, I think uh, your parents and my parents were raised at the same parenting right, school. Right, right. You know, so 
I think that is very important. If you could just share a little bit about that, what you shared with us that night about social networking, because yes. that is so important. I, I think um, uh, as parents and, and Christian parents, uh, we have a responsibility at, to uh, not only uh, be informed, but also to stay informed. Uh, we live in a digital age. We live in a, a cyberspace age, a, a, a Facebook, a MySpace, a texting and sexting age. And so we've got to get a, a working knowledge of, of all of the uh, uh, technology that, that exists out there. It doesn't mean that we are an expert, but it does mean that we've got a, a sound knowledge and we know how to navigate ourselves around uh, computer systems, cell phones, uh, various websites, um, how to read a text message uh, of our children, monitor their time on, on the phone. We, we, we know how to, to handle and uh, those things. So we can't just uh, put our, our heads in the sand and say, uh, I can't uh, understand uh, this text message, or put our heads in the sand and I don't know how, I don't even know what Facebook is, or I don't even know what some of these other websites are. No, it is our responsibility uh, to know what's going on in our children's lives uh, because many times they can have literally a, a, an entirely secret life going on that we really don't even know about because we have not bothered to uh, investigate. And not only uh, being informed about uh, the computer systems and all the social networking sites and things like that, but I think we also have a responsibility of asking the questions. That means uh, looking and seeing what, uh, uh, what they're doing and asking the questions uh, about what they're doing. If we find something that um, is uh, distasteful, we find something that um, is uh, not honoring God, we find something that uh, we weren't expecting to find um, in our child's uh, uh, Facebook page or on in their cell phone or uh, part of their conversation or things, sites that they're visiting, we want to make certain that we are making, uh, asking the right questions and getting the uh, necessary um, education and making certain that uh, we uh, know what's going on. And one of the ways that uh, godly parents can, can know what's going on is not only by knowing, uh, getting out there and just getting a, a working knowledge of, of the social networking sites and things like that, but we also can ask God for wisdom, um, ask God to, to help us, ask God to show us, uh, read up on, on uh, how our, our children's cell phones and their text messaging systems and social networking and picture sites work. Uh, talk to our children. Uh, talk with other concerned parents. Um, because whatever we don't know or whatever we have not experienced, we probably have a a, a personal friend that's a parent that is going through the same thing, and we can sometimes teach each other. Uh, we can ask God through prayer for praying for spiritual discernment. That means uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, many times it's not even something that we've learned, but God will just give you a witness in your spirit that there's something about your child that you need to investigate. Uh, get educated from the people that, that sell all this equipment, uh, the, the, your, your cell phone provider. Uh, have them teach you about uh, social networking sites and how to navigate um, on uh, the cell phones and other electronic uh, sites. Uh, go to the social networking sites uh, themselves. Get your own Facebook page. Be your child's Facebook friend mm -hmm. so that you can um, be able to uh, 
see exactly what's going on. But then also have um, uh, people that you know uh, be a lookout for your child. Um, Moses' mother put him in a basket and put him in the, the Nile River, but had his sister look at the basket and be a lookout all the way down until mm-hmm. the, the basket reached someone else and, and, and reached uh, Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, we ought to do pretty much the same thing, and that is uh, have some people in our, our life that even when we're not around, they will mm-hmm. serve as lookouts. Uh, for our children, because we have a responsibility to have a twofold protection on mm-hmm. our child's life. Uh, mm-hmm. We are to protect them from some things, protect them from the adversary, protect them from the enemy, protect them from those things that are trying to infiltrate their life and destroy their life and uh, cause them to get off track. Not only protect them from some things, but number two, we are to protect them, protect them for some things, meaning that we are to protect the call of God that's on their life protect God's plan and purpose for their lives. And we do that when, as, as a part of monitoring uh, these social networking sites and, and doing uh, the things that, uh, uh, all the things that we can uh, to protect the call of God and the plan of God on their, our children's lives and, and to get involved in, in their lives. And, and then I think also we mentioned earlier about teaching our children um, it's not only teaching them about uh, godliness and living for God and godly character, but also teaching them uh, the rules of technology, uh, teaching them how you want them to uh, conduct themselves on these social networking sites or how to use a cell phone. Tell them that what the accepted way of tech, not using technology is for your particular home because they may have friends at school that use technology in a way that you would not find acceptable for your child. So that means right. as a parent we are to separate or, excuse me, set the rules for mm-hmm. operating, uh, having our children operate uh, technology. That means we set the times they can use uh, the technology. We set the sites that they can visit. We access their logons and passwords. We watch what they post online. Mm-hmm. Um, we make certain that there are no, uh, we tell them that there are no inappropriate pictures uh, mm-hmm. to be uh, received or transmitted. Uh, we talk about, um, you know, the conduct of their friends and peers and let them know that that's unacceptable in our house. But we set the guidelines and set the rules so that our children uh, know exactly what our expectations are for uh, functioning in this social networking world. Well, Bishop, we have a caller on the line. We're going to go to the caller. Okay. Good evening. You're on the air. Hello. 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 Yes. Hello. How are you? Who am I speaking with? I'm uh, fine. This is, this is Becky. Who am I speaking with? This is Miss Arlisa Dom from Oklahoma. Hi, Arlisa. How are you? I'm doing good, and I oh. didn't know if I was in on or not, and so I said, let me just listen and see oh, if I call the right number. Praise God, Bishop and Pastor. This is an old, old member of mine from Oklahoma City. Well, oh, hello. God. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm great. That's <laughs> so good. Do you have a question for us tonight? No, I didn't. I was just listening in. I was actually trying to get on last week, uh-huh. um, and I saw that this was part two of, what is it, love and marriage? Yes, and family. Okay, so I was just, you know, listening, wanting to get some wisdom and counsel. 
praise God. So how are you enjoying it so far? Hello? Lisa? Okay, what was that? I didn't oh, hear you. I said, are you enjoying it so far? Oh, I am, yes. Oh, praise God, praise God. Well, listen, I appreciate you calling. And you don't have to give me a, uh, give me a personal call. I need to talk to you. Okay, that's not a problem. I All can right, do that sweetheart. as well. All right, thank you for calling, okay? Okay. All right, God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, praise the Lord. It's good to hear from old friends. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, um, Pastor, um, I wanted to ask you, you you have a heart for young women, I know. And I know we have a ministry at the church for, uh, I believe it's like a purity class, for young women, can you explain that to what that's all about? Uh, yes, I'd be glad to. Uh, we have a, a annual program that we do with uh, young girls, uh, just teaching them uh, God's way uh, for them to live their lives. And certainly, uh, we know that God wants them to remain pure. Right. And we have taken uh, a total of thirty young girls. Uh, through that uh, training course and then uh, ended it with the presentation of a purity ring to them as well as um, several different gifts. Uh, Just trying to really uh, deprogram them, if you will, from the world's way. You know, the world says it's okay if you love them, express your love. uh, Yes. Right, you don't have to wait until marriage, but that is not God's way, Amen. and that's well, not the best way. And Amen. so uh, we just try to really share with the young ladies uh, what God says about keeping yourself pure, and explain to them as well uh, why it's important to do so. Praise God! I have another caller on the line. Let me get them on the line. Uh, good evening. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Good evening. You're on the air. Can you hear me? I guess I'll, they'll call me back. But anyway, uh, go ahead, Pastor, and continue what you were saying. Yes, yes. It, it's just so important that we pour into our young ladies. And, you know, that kind of brings me to um, the annual women's conference that yes. we each year. And uh, this year is our 16th uh, annual conference. Yes. And we are going to uh, be holding that May the 4th through May the 7th um, at May the 4th and 5th is at Day Spring Family Church there in Irving, Texas. Yes. But May the 6th and the 7th are at the beautiful Gaylord Texan Resort. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're really <laughs> excited about going to the Gaylord. It is uh, one of the premier resort facilities in the country. Yes, it is. And, uh, it is just beautiful there, and I just encourage women Everywhere that is Mother's Day weekend yes. to take the time out to come and be replenished, to come and be fed, to come and be 
refreshed. Amen. Uh, truly, God meets us at the women's conferences. Yes, he does. And I, I am just excited about what God is going to do in this conference. Uh, the registration is only $99, and that that secures your registration for all of the all of the days of the conference. We have some uh, wonderful classes that are being held uh, during the day on Friday, and then we'll come together on Friday night as well as all day Saturday. Great. So I am just uh, excited about what God is going to do, and I want to emphasize to women to come because this is a day and age where all of us, women and men alike, need to really stand up and be strong uh, in the Lord. I believe we have a caller on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Uh, You may need to push the number one. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Yes. Hello. Oh, looks like I lost them. <laughs> well, please call back because uh, I think I heard you, but please call back, okay? But uh, now you were talking about the women's conference and. I just wanted to say a little bit about that, uh, being a part of Day Spring Family Church and being on the committee with you. Uh, it is such a wonderful conference. And when I first came to Day Spring, I was a backslider. And I went to the women's conference in two, well, starting in 2005. And the Spirit of God just met me there each year, and he just broke a little bit off of me each year I went. But in um, 2008, I mean to tell you, God just totally, totally set me free. It is an awesome, awesome, awesome conference. Hello, you're on the air. Hello? Yes. Hi, this is Tammy. Hi, Tammy. How are you? I'm fine. Okay, I'm I'm enjoying the bishop and the pastor. Um, I had a quick question. I have a teenage daughter. Um, she's my oldest, and we really don't. I don't want to say we don't get along, because uh, what I want to say is I get very frustrated with her, because it's like everything I say to her goes through one ear and out the other, and it's like she doesn't take any of my advice ever. <laughs> And she has to learn everything the hard way. And I don't know how to get her to just trust in me and believe in me and know that I'm here for her. Is there anything that you can think of to tell me to help me with her, our relationship? Uh, I uh, thank you so much for your question. I think uh, one of the key things is 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 being a good communicator uh, with uh, uh, your daughter. Uh, one, one of the key things that I think is important uh, in parenting is really learning how to uh, talk to our children. Uh, my wife and I are, are parents of, of three. Um, two of them are, are now adult, and one of them is still in their teenage years. 
but what we've personally discovered is that all three are different. Uh, reaching them um, is different, and so our approach in communicating to them um, is is always fair, is always loving, but it's not always the same. And so I think what uh, what's key uh, number one is finding uh, that 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 way, whatever it is to. Uh, uh, identify how to communicate to our, 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 our your daughter, and then also uh, finding out uh, the way that uh, she can be reached. Uh, one of the things that I, I think is really important is that we keep the lines of communication open. Uh, the, the, the Bible tells us uh, in James, the first chapter, verse 19, uh, my beloved brother, let every man be, be uh, quick to hear, uh, and slow to speak and slow to wrath. Um, if there's anything that uh, a teenager can do is, is is cause us to get upset. But what <laughs> we've got to make certain that we do is um, be quick to hear. Uh, I think um, even as we're raising our children, especially when they're getting into uh, the years where they can communicate clearly for themselves, we mm-hmm. have to learn how to be quick to listen. Um and uh, give them a hearing um, in the uh, legal system uh, before a trial takes place. Uh, what happens is there is a what they call a hearing. It is not a uh, an opportunity for them to uh, determine guilt or innocence of anyone, but it's just uh, uh, designed to gather the facts, to get information. And I think parents have to make certain that we give our children a hearing where we let them uh, speak their piece, if you will, um, right. and and if, and without um, any uh, criticism, without any judging, but just let them say what what's on their heart, what's on their mind. Um, and I think that it, it's really important that uh, they know that they can they can say what's on their mind without uh, the parent uh, judging or or. Uh, Interfering, and my wife wants to share a little bit as well. I, I also uh, just recommend that you spend time, I mean literally time together more and more, that time builds trust. Uh, what I have found over the years with my teenagers is, you know, people talk about quality time, and they say it doesn't have to be quantity, but there does have to be quantity before it becomes quality, because you're not going to walk up to your teenager and say, let's have 15 quality minutes together. You know, know, it's going to take an hour before they'll really, really talk to you, you know. And so um, I have have just learned over the years when I didn't even know what to say and what to do to just be there, to be Mm -hmm. at the games, to go to the movies together, to go to the mall, and trying to create activities where they do not have all of the um, local, the, all of the current technical gadgets as distractions, and even trying to draw some parameters and say, okay, um, you know, can we have a, a phone-free dinner? where we're not texting all dinner, where we kind of have each other's undivided attention. And uh, and then just doing nice things for them, not trying to buy their love, 
but just being nice, you know, uh, gifts on occasions when there isn't an occasion. I was just, I just wanted to do something nice for you. And uh, eventually they realize that um, that you have their vested interest at heart. Um, also, I I would uh, I learned how to say things in non-confrontational language, hmm. and it comes out. I try to make it sound like a suggestion, or often I say um, I'm just sharing different options with you, so that you can be aware of um, the options that are available. Because I've already been through that, and just want to share my experiences. And when I put it in that kind of language, it's as it allows them to make a choice, and you know, mm-hmm. prayer, they will make the right choice. But then it doesn't come off to them as if you're kind of cramming it down their throat. Amen. Does that answer your question, Tammy? Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yes, it does. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was going to ask another question, but I'm almost, ahead, I know you got other callers. Go well, I was going to ask, um, the other thing is is getting her to spend time with me because it's like I feel like I have the cooties when I ask her, hey, let's go somewhere. She's like, oh, my God, I want to go. And I don't know how to get her to just do things with me. I can get the other children to do things with me, but I can't seem to get this one child to do anything with me. Well, you know, you're in charge of that. Uh, so some, without being uh, the, the heavy, heavy, heavy hand, just create some times where it just has to happen. You know, uh, it's not optional. Um, today we're going here. Um, it, 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 it's, it's not optional. Some things, uh, you still are the parent. Right. And, uh, we have a different generation of children who are much more assertive, if you will, and mm-hmm. um, uh, you know are 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 willing to challenge us. But with that said, you still have the power of the parency, if you let me put it that way. Right. And so, you know, you just create the opportunity that you want to happen, and then this is where we're going. Uh, and they'll kick and scream, but once they get there, uh, after a while, they'll begin to soften up. And, and okay. you know, I, I need to go back to uh, go back to the very beginning too. The the foundation of parenting is prayer. I can't even tell you how much I stay on my knees about my children, and and how many tears. To be honest, I have cried. But God is faithful, and He will give you wisdom. And the Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he turns it. And mm-hmm. so you have to ask God to give that child a heart massage. Mm-hmm. And when God massages their heart, that makes all the difference. And so I just encourage you to pray as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. That answers well, your questions, Tammy? Yes, it does. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. You have a good evening. Thank you for calling, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Our phone lines are open. They're 1-818-475-9229. We only have like 25 more minutes left on the show, 
Uh, if you have a question for our pastor and bishop on this evening, we ask that you call in. Uh, pastor Sonia was talking a little earlier about our women's conference that is coming up. Um, I want you all to know that she is going to be one of our speakers, and I just want to play just a little something from her uh, CD, Continuous Praise, that I think is going to be a blessing to you, because this is what you're going to be hearing at our women's conference. I want you to hear this anointed woman of God. Stop! 
Praise God. I just wanted you to hear a little bit of what you're going to be getting at our women's conference this Mother's Day weekend, uh, May 4th through the 7th. And also we would ask that you would just make it a full weekend and come visit our church that Sunday morning at uh, 8 and at 11. We will continue on in our, our Mother's Day service even on Sunday morning. Uh, Bishop, is there any announcement that you would like to make? I know the men have something coming up, and we've also uh, been talking about our Family Life Center. Is there anything that you would like to add, sir? Well, thank you so much. And, uh, again, I I just really want to applaud um, the great work that you're doing and how you're using uh, technology to get the Word of God out, and you're doing an absolutely fabulous job. And we pray that uh, God's best, is still coming your way uh, through this ministry. And uh, by way of announcement, uh, on uh, June the 18th, which is the the Saturday before Father's Day, literally the day before Father's Day, uh, the men of Dayspring Family Church, the men of Valor uh, Ministry, men's ministry, uh, we host an annual men's prayer breakfast. um, And this year it will be at the Sheraton Grand Hotel, uh, $4,500. John Carpenter Freeway in Irving, Texas, and it is a time for uh, men and uh, their sons uh, to come together and uh, receive the Word of God, have a great breakfast, have a great time of, of fellowship and, and bonding, and also a time to, to, to hear the Word of God. And uh, men are going through um, unique sets of challenges. Uh, young, young men are going through unique sets of challenges, and so we, we take this time to to get together and uh, just minister uh, to each other. We've been doing this for uh, nearly all 16 years of our, our pastorate, and it has really been a great blessing to uh, men of, the, of our own church, but then also men of, of churches uh, in the area. Uh, what's really exciting about it is that um, many of the uh, men's ministries of other churches are using our prayer breakfast as their annual conference. And so they're coming in in uh, groups and uh, just to become part of it. And I think it's really a a uh, neat thing uh, to be a part of. And so just as a reminder, uh, it is uh, June the 18th at 9 a.m. at the Sheraton Grand Hotel. And for more information, all you need to do is call our church office, uh, 972-399-PRAY or 972-399-7729. Um, and another thing that we have coming up in uh, July of this of this year, July 13th to the 15th, is our Vision Conference. Uh, I am the bishop of the Vision Fellowship of Churches, and it is a a, a fellowship of churches of the multi-denominational de, uh, uh, fellowship uh, where it, uh, we just bring uh, pastors and churches together, and I provide. Uh, not only spiritual covering for them, uh, but also uh, spiritual enrichment, uh, nurturing and guidance and mentoring uh, for the pastors and the congregations. And each year we host an annual conference where it's an opportunity for our pastors and their congregations to come together, not only for worship, but also come together for uh, uh, building up and pouring out uh, into their lives and speaking into their lives uh, as churches. And we bring in guest speakers um, uh, each night, and they speak a powerful word of God. Okay. And, again, that's July 13th to the 15th uh, at Spring Family Church, 618 North Beltline Road in Irving, Texas, and those services start at 7 p.m. 
Um, and uh, Sister Hagler, you mentioned uh, our family life center. Yes. Uh, Day Spring, uh, we we're we're renovating one of our properties, uh, one of the buildings on our properties, and it is a 7,000 square foot uh, family life center. Uh, and it will have a a wonderful uh, gym, uh, a gymnasium in it where young people can play basketball and volleyball. Uh, various uh, classroom uh, slash game rooms uh, where they will uh, be uh, able to be taught uh, the Word of God uh, or have uh, other Christian enrichment classes, but then also uh, fun and recreation uh, where they can do the things that young people do, uh, play ping pong, play foosball, uh, uh, play the uh, the uh, video games that are so popular uh, with young people today. Uh, the uh, the facility will have a full-service kitchen. Uh, young people love to eat, and so we'll make certain that we've got an environment for them uh, where they can uh, uh, prepare and enjoy great food. Um, it's a two-story uh, building, and we have a second floor where um, it will have kind of a uh, uh, casual, relaxing uh, uh, fellowship area where um, our young adults and uh, college and career-age young people can kind of experience kind of a a uh, Starbucks kind of environment, but it'll be a Christian environment and have flat screen TVs all over the place um, and uh, uh, Internet access, Wi-Fi, and all the other things they need uh, to uh, fellowship uh, and enjoy the Lord together. It have a, a 12-foot screen uh, where they can enjoy Christian videos, watch Christian movies, um, even uh, host a worship service. And so it's just really a fabulous place. We are uh, more than halfway finished. We're actually in the home stretch of finishing uh, this project. Uh, in June, we'll be uh, having uh, our uh, summer camp where we uh, invite young people from the community uh, to enjoy Christian summer camp. And so we're trying our, our best to get it all completed uh, by the uh, 30th of April so that uh, it will be ready for uh, the youth in the summer for our not only summer camp, but our youth conference that happens in August. And uh, and God has given us a vision for this project, and that is to not only uh, start it, but also complete it and do it all debt-free. Uh, we haven't had to go to a bank uh, for anything to get a loan or anything, but we're doing it all uh, debt-free, and we just thank God for the generosity of our uh, members. We thank God for the generosity of family and friends. And if you would like to sow a seed into uh, this ministry, um, all you need to do is you can uh, even go online to our website, uh, Dayspring Family Church, uh, www.dayspringfamilychurch.org, and there'll be a spot on the homepage of the website that says Sow a Seed. Click on it right there, and it will direct you to a spot where you'll see a capital campaign building program, and just click on it. And with your debit or credit card, you can make a, a donation of any amount, and uh, we will make certain that you get the proper credit uh, for your donation. But we also want to thank you in advance for uh, bringing this uh, project to fruition and helping us do it debt-free. And uh, look forward to uh, your support. And if you have any questions about our Family Life Center, uh, you can call the church again at 972-399-7729. Amen. Hallelujah. And I just... Um once again, Pastor, I want to give you one last chance to um, talk about the Women's Conference. I, I This is our 16th year, is that correct? That is correct. This is our 16th year. And, you know, I just say to any woman out there who wants to change her life, yes. and, you know, that's not just fluff. That's just yes. 
we come and we have a life-changing yes, experience. Yes, you know, many times we will invest in everything else. We'll invest in our kids. We'll invest in our hair. We will invest in clothing and in shoes. But why not invest in yourself and make an investment that's going to pay off for the rest of your life and throughout all eternity? Amen. Uh, come Amen. to this conference. Make the sacrifice. You know, the registration is only $99, and uh, many times we blow $99 uh, just doing a little of nothing. But yes. here you have the opportunity to really get a word from the Lord. And yes. I understand that in our churches on Sundays we get a word, you know, and, and that we are reading the Bible, and I understand that. But sometimes God calls us together for special times of yes. prayer and preaching and yes. fellowship. And that women's conference is one of those times. It's a time where we take off the mask and Amen. go to say, you know what, God, I need you. Yes. And I as I need you. It's a time where we can be honest with one another as sisters and yes. don't have to put on a facade that everything is all right. But we can be honest and say, you know, I'm going through something right now. And Amen. will you pray with me? And there's such a sense of camaraderie, yes. such a sense of uh, helping one another. Yes. It is, it's just a beautiful thing, and yes. we feel very privileged to be a yes. part of God's plan. Yes. So we just encourage uh, everyone that is out there, all of those females, come, bring your mother. Yes. It's Mother's Day weekend. You know, make it, make it a girls' event. Bring yes. your mentor. You know, bring your auntie. Bring your next-door neighbor. Yes. Anyone who has been significant in your life and allow them to enjoy that women's conference May the Amen. 4th through the 7th. And Amen. then also I wanted to just tell you about a kickoff event that yes. we have for the women's conference that's called Muffins with Mom. Yes. And it's going to be on March the 5th at Day Spring Family Church. And that's just a time for, once again, mothers and daughters or mothers and mentors or um, mentees and mentors, aunts, etc. Women who have been influential in your life. We have a cute little saying: bringing mothers and daughters together, one muffin at a time. Yes, beautiful. It's so going to be a sweet time. That yes. registration is only ten dollars. And for all the information that we're sharing on tonight, you can go to our website at www.dayspringfamilychurch.org. And there you can register as well as find out more information about all of the activities that are going on. But I just say to all my brothers and sisters who are listening, be strong in the Lord. You know, uh, you don't have to be strong in your own strength, but you can be strong in the Lord. And so God has given you the opportunity to just uh, rest in him and trust in him. You know, Ephesians 6 and 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. So I know it gets difficult. I know it gets hard. I know you are challenged. But I want you to know that you've got the greatest person possible 
the greatest power possible on your side when you have Jesus Christ as your Savior. And so I know that sometimes you say, I'm tired and I can't do this and can I go on? And I want you to know you can't go on because you can be strong in the Lord and in his power. And his power is unlimited. And no matter what it is you are facing, if you will just make a decision that you want to be strong in the Lord and ask him for his guidance, if you just identify the enemy, know that you're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, the enemy is very subtle, and he will come to you as an angel of light when he really simply wants to uh, take you out and destroy you. And then you've got to be dressed for the battle, put on the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth and the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. And then you've got to just decide defeat is not an option. I'm going to stand no matter what. So that standing is not always easy. You'll have to stand when your friends don't stand. You'll have to stand no matter how hard it gets. You'll have to stand when people talk about you, when you are lied on, when you are mistreated. But I promise you that God will always be there with you. And the result of being strong in the Lord is that you will have the victory. You know, there's a message of hope for everyone who is listening. And that message of hope is that God is still on the on the throne, and that God's power is available to you today. So when I'm saying to you, you know, be strong in the Lord, my brother and my sister, what I'm really saying is tap into the power that is available to you in God so you can be strong because of who God is and what God is able to do. Amen. Praise God. Now, do you guys see why I go to this church? (laughs) Hallelujah. Pastor and Bishop, I just want to say thank you so much. It was such an honor to have you on the broadcast this evening. Uh, I speak for the whole church. We love you, too. Uh, today you honored us as members, but we 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 just turn it around and we honor the two of you. I mean, if it were not for the two of you, I, I don't know where I would have been as I had said earlier, you know, I, I was in a backslidden condition when I came to Day Springs, but God has blessed me and restored me and brought me back to my rightful place in Him. And it was because of the Word and the teaching and the love uh, that the two of you have shared. And I would say to anybody out there, if you're in a church where they don't love you or or or, or you don't, they don't care. I, I'm, I'm telling you, this church here is just an awesome powerful church there are we have so many great things that go on not just our women's and our men's ministry but our youth ministry our mime dancers our praise dancers our our awesome choir our our praise team our, our ushers i mean just every our mother's board our deacons what our ministers i mean it is just such a as pastor said early it's a family feel and I love being a part of Day Springs Family Church. If you do not have a church home and you're looking for some uh, somewhere to go here in the city of uh, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, or Irving, 
Day Springs Family Church is the is the place for you to be. If you are uh, out in the uh, somewhere else in the United States and you're going to be coming to the Dallas Fort Worth area, please come and visit us. Our pastors would be would be just love having you to come and just let them know you heard them on the air and and uh, you were going to be visiting in the in the area and you're coming to the church. So we just thank God for each and every listener. And once again, pastors and and bishop, I just thank you so much. I thank you for everything that you've poured into my life and into the lives of the other members there at uh Day Springs Family Church. This has been an awesome time for me. Yes, pastor. Of you, and we're very proud of you. Oh, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that so much. And you and your husband are just a great blessing to our church, and uh, just applaud all the work that you're doing and how you're reaching uh, the literally the world uh, through uh, this this uh, ministry. And we just pray God's best over your life. Praise God. I appreciate that. I accept that. We have like four minutes left. Pastor, you were saying, are we going to have enough to talk about? Well, praise God. We have four more minutes left. So I'm just going to say thank you for tuning in to a word from God tonight. Uh, Thank you once again to our guests, Bishop Kevin and Pastor Sonia Dickerson of the Day Springs Family Church. And uh, just tuning in tonight with us on a word from God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio host, evangelist Rebecca Collier Hagler saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for him. See you next week, and good night. Good night, pastors. I love you both so much. Thank you. And we are going to go out with Pastor Sonia's uh, song, Continuously Praise. I hope you enjoy it. God bless you all. God bless you too, Pastor and Bishop. And God bless you. you. We love you. Love you too. Bye-bye.
Continuously praise. 